their offensive rebounding team. Usually that's the North Carolina Tar Heels. Slipping and injured is Zion Williamson. I mean, his, his shoe blew apart. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of the Volume Shooters Podcast. Brought to you, as always, by TKS Capital Solutions. Mitch, we passed the All-Star break. We're down to the stretch run. 25 games left to the playoffs. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. My Nets are, are very much in the playoff hunt. I think we'll talk about them. Uh, usually I like to talk about what we teed the, uh, the, the show off with. That was a clip for those of you that haven't seen it, which I think if anybody's listening Everyone to this America's podcast, seen they've yeah. seen it. Some eight-year-old in Vietnam probably got fired. For uh, the defective shoe incident with Zion Williamson, Zion like hyperextended his knee, and then his foot just blew out of Nike, his shoe. Nike stock literally went down. <laughs> yeah. the next day, two percent supposedly. Like it, it was a really big deal. Paul George called Nike to find out what happened because uh, he was wearing Paul George's signature oh shoe. That's really embarrassing for PG. Yeah. Poor Zion Williamson. Like I, the whole the whole media blew up about this. What, what is your stance on this? Should he be playing? So that this is crazy because it's a parallel to Anthony Davis right now. The, the Anthony, it is a, it's a very good point. Yeah, the, the Anthony Davis saga continues and we're, we're getting right into the meat of the podcast right away which is what we like to do here we're bringing the fire so basically anthony davis uh for some ridiculous reason right because teams tank all the time popovich has been resting players for 20 years anthony davis butchered we covered a whole episode of anthony davis asked the pelicans for a trade now he's grumpy because he says the team isn't playing hard i don't team know quit on him apparently i don't know what is going on he quit on them first yeah so anyway if you're the pelicans and we covered this if you're the pelicans and you don't trade anthony davis the thing to do is to shut him down you don't want him to get hurt because you're going to trade him and you don't want to win games because you're trying to get a draft pick right. so zion's different though the league calls the pelicans and tells the pels you need to play anthony davis yeah. now that's absurd they they should not have to play him and they're playing him like 15 minutes a night and they're losing. With Zion Williamson, the question is, and we've seen this in recently in the NFL, before the yes. NFL draft, we've, yeah. we've started to see top Saquon Barkley, guys like that that are being top traffic that could get injured, they'll sit out bowl games. People used to care about bowl games, but they're completely meaningless. Nobody cares. It's not the national championship. So yeah. should you play in the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl? Or should you like risk so, your career? So- Football is different because not every game, not every bowl game matters. Most of the bowl games don't mean anything, right? Right. This this team is the number one ranked team in college, yep. right? So and they lost without him, right? So the question is, does they, do they care? Guys who are on one year college runs or just there because the rules make them there, do they actually care about their teams and their coach and their and then their university? Because I honestly think they probably don't. They're probably in a five month like short term vacation there, just going there because they're required to, and they have no they have no loyalty at all towards the university. And why should they? It's like Marshawn Lynch used to say, right? I'm here just so I don't get fired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Zion Williamson has absolutely no loyalty to Duke. The only people that Zion Williamson will be playing for is his seven or eight teammates that he cares about. Otherwise, honestly, I have no idea why he wouldn't take out any risk at all to do this. And honestly, if I'm Zion's teammate, by the way, hello RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett's averaging like thirty games yeah. since Zion went down. Good for him. It's good. Good for R.J. Barrett. There's no question Zion's the number one pick, right? I think yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's locked in. So yeah. what can he do in the next three months to make his to, to change his legacy? Nothing. Nothing. The, only, the only thing that can be said, and, and Charles Barkley, Charles, Charles Barkley was on fire this week. I'm going to play that clip later. I don't really like to get political on this show, but the whole faking of the injury, Chuck and Shaq, I don't know if you saw it, got into this conversation about Jussie Smollett, the actor who faked his own injury. Okay. <laughs> it is just, it's absolutely legendary. I think, I'm convinced that people watch the NBA on TNT that don't follow basketball just to see Chuck and, and see Shaq. Say. Shaq was laughing so hard. What do you say about Zion? So anyway, what he, what, you know, what he said was, and he, you know, he's right, I think Chuck is, is firmly in the 
in the court of Zion should not play again. I, I, I really believe Chuck said this. Chuck does, does, it, does it make him less of an athlete, though? Chuck said this. Chuck said no matter what, Zion is going to make a lot of money in his life. Um, you know, even if God forbid he would get hurt now, technically he'd rehab his I ACL. Mean, if he tore his Achilles, I know, or, I know, tore his ACL. I know. That injury, if his knee would have buckled the wrong way and tore his ACL, I know. he might not be the number one pick next year. Right, that there's a, definitely a chance that he's not going to play the entire next season. We don't know what's going to happen. We've seen of late. I mean, Fultz is a totally different story, but we've seen number one picks not pan out. So the risk is, is too is too big for the guy like this. I can't keep this is the problem with the sport. In I can't keep track of my head of where I would have stood on this two years ago or five years ago. I like. See, to be, I would have thought you would have been telling me you got to play. You I know. Play play. I know. That you are you are a loyal basketball. Guy. That's what I'm saying. I have to be consistent with my opinions. But if you ask me, gun to my head right now, I don't think Zion should play again. I really don't. No, it's too dangerous. I really don't. Too he's going to be the number one pick. He's risky. already played a few college games. He's here so he doesn't get fined. Ultimately, and that's it. Ultimately, the reason people go to college is to get the best possible, highest paying job they can get. That's right. That's why you go to college. So yeah. I went to college, that's so why you went to college. Right. He's going to college for that reason or that reason only. He's already accomplished that. If he doesn't right. play another game, right. he's going to be number one. Yep. So what in the world is he doing? Although I will say this too, which is unfair to Zion, right? Hello, Kevin Garnett. Hello, Kobe Jellybean Bryant. Yeah. Why were they allowed to do it and he's not? He's just come out of high school. The NBA has already tried to change it back this week. Tracy McGrady, Jermaine O'Neal. A lot of great All players. these guys came out of high school. Like A lot of guys did not make it though. Remember that. There are a lot of guys Correct. that are absolute failures. Correct. But Zion would. Zion would. Yeah, he no, he would have been the number one pick ready last year, probably. So. Yeah, he's got a generational set of athleticism. Honestly, I don't really love college basketball, but I like the tournament. And if he's yeah. playing, I'll watch. And that's that's nice for me, but if, he, if he's a smart guy, he'll sit So here, here's the other side of that conversation, the Zion Williamson conversation. At this game, I believe the get-in price was somewhere Ooh. in the neighborhood of $650. Ow. You had Ken Griffey Jr., Barack Obama, and you had Spike, Spike Lee. Tons of celebrities. You had so many second, celebrities. Second this, hottest ticket let me ask in you this. In the sports after the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this. Why were they there? They were there for him. They were there for Zion. They were actually there for Zion. I mean, Duke NC is usually a great game game, in Cameron, but it's not like that. So you know that these these people are paying these prices to see Zion. And how much money does Zion get for this? Zero. Zero. Not a red cent. So, I mean, there's... I've been thinking about this for a long time. I'm not going to cry for college athletes. They get a scholarship. They get a free free ride through through college for four years. Zion's probably worth $10 million this year to Duke. That night, that night alone, he should be paid. The Nike stock tanked because of him. He should be paid, and he should get a shoe deal, okay, and he should have an agent. Playing college athletes, we could we could spend twenty five episodes yeah. trying to figure how that worked. It's yeah. not simple, right? We just wish him well, and we hope yeah. that he's still there because there are plenty of teams tanking their way to the bottom. Godspeed. I want to switch over to the NBA before they're, we get into what, the, what you say last week. They're not trying, not trying for, for Zion. Zion. The Zionists. The Zionists. I want yeah. to apologize to you. Go ahead, because your boy D'Angelo Russell. Oh. I watched the game last night, Mitch. Yes, sir. The guy was absolutely unconscious. Unbelievable. Right between the eyes. What, what, is, what is going on? We have not had something. What is going on? We, uh, and, and you know, God bless Evan Roberts. I'm going to shout him out. He's been doing some podcasts after games. There's the very few net fans in the world. We have not seen a player like this since Vince Carter. Yeah. I mean, it's been yes, 10 good. plus years. Richard Jefferson was good. Kenya Martin. No. Vince Carter was electrifying. 
D'Angelo Russell is a guy, I have to remind people that are not, you know, sort of focused on the Nets, a.k.a. everyone. The Nets traded Brooke Lopez's expiring contract and got D'Angelo Russell. They actually ended up giving up Kyle Kuzma, but it was a late first-round pick. And they got rid of Timothy Mozgov's, they they got Timothy Mozgov's salary. The Lakers got to dump Timothy Mozgov's salary. It was a salary So they took a risk. And they got the guy who was the number two pick who was 21 years old. I watched this guy already for a year and a half. Last year, he was not that good. He was six, up and down. Six and weeks ago, he was being benched at the end of the game. So Kenny Atkinson had this thing where he believed that Spencer Dinwiddie was the better player down the stretch. Spencer Dinwiddie, a G League reclamation project, won the Nets three, four games down the stretch with incredible shot making, heroics, pulling up. They had this game a couple weeks ago against Houston. I mean, it was just incredible against Denver. They're beating top flight teams. It's different though. You know, okay. So now D'Angelo Russell has started to settle in. He actually was selected as an all-star, as an all-star replacement and what I'm watching out of him is just it, it, you're literally if you watch night by night you're watching a young man who just turned 23 it was his birthday yeah. last night oh yeah coming out as a superstar you, you get to sometimes see if you remember Victor Oladipo Kawhi Leonard guys who were okay 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 then one year they made a leap D'Angelo Russell is making a leap right now. now. He's going from being a decent point guard to being a superstar to making you begin to question if this is the beginnings of a max player, if this is a top 20 NBA player. D'Angelo Russell has, let me, let me, for those of you that don't watch, let me take a second to explain his game to you. He has a very slow movement to his game. He plays the game at his own speed. He has like a herky jerky dribble. His shot from three point. From three-point land, it's not Clay Thompson. It's a slow release. It's like a set shot. He gets it up quickly, but he, he, he he's not exceedingly athletic. He's the, a classic lefty. That's the guy knows what he's doing. He gets into the defense. The defender is always behind him. And then he makes the defender in front of him make a decision whether to challenge in the pick See. and roll or throw up a lob. Right. And he's shooting the lights out from three-point range. And when, the, when, the, when it's winning time in the fourth quarter, this guy has been huge. That's what I was going to say. Huge. Well, the most impressive thing to me is like you just brought up an example of Paul George and guys who, who won you took a leap for Kawhi Leonard. The difference between him right now is he has shoot, he's taking the shot at the end of the game like he's James Harden. He's bringing the ball up, dribbling down the shot, and just nailing threes right in front of the defense's face. Last night, he was going mano a mano with Kemba Walker, who's been in the All-Star game three, four years in a row, and he was the better player down the stretch of the game. And the Nets weren't running any, anything. They weren't running any offense at the end of the game. They were just giving him the ball and letting him shoot threes right in these guys' faces, getting to the rim, getting to the foul line. He was acting like a superstar down the end of the game. Now... Let me ask you this. And let me say this, by the way. Is it going to hold? Kemba Walker's phenomenal, too. I, if you don't see Kemba Walker enough, you're missing out. That guy's tremendous. Is it going to hold? Is D'Angelo Russell as good as he is right now, or is this, this is as good as he's ever going to be? Because this summer, you got to pay him if you want to keep him. So the, the coach, Kenny Atkins, has been doing really weird things. All season long, even when D'Angelo is flash brilliant, he's gone to Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, you can't argue with it because Spencer Dinwiddie has made shots, too. But our coach, Kenny Atkinson, is a very weird dude. His rotations are bizarre. He plays guys that, that you've never heard of for 20, 25 minutes a night, and he distributes minutes like your junior varsity team. Everyone gets to play five minutes. You play five minutes. Your brother plays five minutes. Yeah. Your uncle plays five minutes. So... Kenny Atkinson is capable, when Dinwiddie gets back, of like sitting Russell again down the stretch. You can't sit your all-star. No. You know, so some of this is going to be coaching. 
he's going to have to continue to buy in with the fact that, that D'Angelo Russell is the savior of this franchise. And then Spencer Dinwiddie got a contract, $11 million a year, a three-year, $34 million deal, I believe, yeah, but which is a steal. D'Angelo's going to get like $150 million. Well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I'm asking you is do you want to do that? Yeah. I mean, the Nets don't have a choice. No, I think you. I think I think you can make the argument now. He's twenty three. Right, I mean, I'm saying I think you can make the argument now that if you have an option to get two max free agents, right? We're talking about the Knicks for the last six months, about right? Durant and Kyrie. Now Durant and Kyrie are a different level than him. I, I'm sorry, right. he's not. No, of course. But but is he is he a better free agent option than Kemba Walker? Oh, that's such a hard. Kemba I mean, Walker is twenty nine thirty. He's twenty three, and I'd rather have D'Angelo Russell at his price. Than Kemba Walker at his price. I'd rather have D'Angelo Russell at his price than Tobias Harris at his price. At his cheap rate in his first mat with restricted free agent extension, I'd rather have I'd rather have uh, D'Angelo Russell. And I think that's what the Nets are going to pitch. The Nets are going to have to. If you ask me straight up, would I rather Kemba or D'Angelo? I I would say Kemba right now. Uh, you're no, saying, I'm about for the next five years. Oh, and you're saying at, at the at, at the price, if D'Angelo is cheaper, then he's definitely slightly a better. Cheaper. He's definitely yeah, even slightly cheaper. He's definitely a better get than 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 Kemba if he's cheaper. Um, but the question is, I, I don't. I'm not a capologist necessarily. I think the Nets would have room for somebody like Kawhi with D'Angelo and another player, but not Kawhi. Why and Tobias Harris, another player. Right. And by the way, just sidebar here. I believe Tobias Harris is staying in Philly, but I believe Jimmy Jimmy Butler is going to be very no, available. No. I, would you rather have Jimmy Butler or D'Angelo Russell? That's a great good D'Angelo Russell. I think I would rather I think have D'Angelo Russell, Russell in the last six weeks has elevated his, his status to that status. Now the Nets have to make the case. The Nets have to make the push to Kevin Durant and other Matt Kawhi Leonard or someone they want to get that this guy is a number two. Yeah. And. And by the way, your coach is gonna have to help. You know what's because at the end of the game in the yeah. playoffs, if he fuck, if he freaking benches him and puts uh puts Dinwiddie in, you're gonna be really upset. But you know it's gonna kill the future. You know what's great for D'Angelo? Everyone loves the guy. When you see him play other teams, the I don't know why he seems to just be a popular guy in the league. Very which is which is interesting in because in LA, yeah. he ratted out Nick Young, but Nick yeah. Young is pretty much out of the league. Right. He, Nobody likes Swaggy P anymore. D'Angelo also had some kind of very strange behavior. Very right? strange, but. but he took the benching in the fourth They like him. Well. Right, the, so. They like him. People in the league like him. I see the way stars talk to him. Things are looking up for your Nets, obviously. Yeah. They're right now locked in the 6C. That's where they're The only thing that could up. derail us at this point is a Kardashian. I, I mean, I... Stay away from me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, D'Angelo... Or Joe Harris. Oh, Joey Buckets. Rich. Joey Buckets beat Steph Curry in the three-point contest. The Nets are global news again. We are back. And we're, we're better our, than ever. All listeners out there, until the Nets get knocked out of the playoffs, <laughs> I can't help you. It's going to be... It's gonna oh, be I'm going to be so excited. This team is fun. The only player we don't have back from injury right now is Dinwiddie because we got back Karis Levert. Levert is back, and the Nets are healthy. Yeah. And they, they, they Levert want... doesn't look right yet. Uh, he looks a little slot, it, sluggish. You know what's very interesting about the NBA? It's a chemistry thing. Look at Philly with all these stars. Look at Boston trying to work oh, this out. Don't even get me started! Yeah, so what happened was, while Levert was out for three months, Russell became a superstar. Yeah. And now Levert was supposed to be the best player on the team, and he comes back, and, and, and now Russell's you know, so it, it, it's very hard for Levert to figure out where he falls. But Levert, on the last play of the game last night, but it was kind of an accident. He stripped Kemba Walker. The last two minute report said that Kemba traveled and there was the whole no foul. Arena was like stop. They were freaking out. Bizarre. You know what? The Nets have been on the wrong side of every call at the end of the game. It's fine that we got one. So I'm another, happy. Another thing that came out of All Star as you preview the second half, D'Angelo Russell was interesting. Joe Harris. To me, I actually watched the All-Star game, and maybe I'm one of the last few people that actually do that because it was back to being a dunk contest. Paul George yeah. stood out 
as one of the best three or four guys in the All-Star game. Yeah. At the end of the game, it was Kevin Durant making shots for one side. Right. Paul George making shots for the other side. And James Harden. And I wanted to just say that, like, Paul George's game has gotten to the point where he's now, it's now a three-man MVP race. Agreed? Paul George is incredible. Isn't it a three-man MVP race? Yes. Yeah, Paul George is so in it. Paul George on Friday night at 45 points yeah. in a double overtime and game and the game winner. To his credit. He teardropped in a game to winner. To his credit, Russ is deferring to him at the end of the game, which is something I think I never heard anything I'd say. So, my I'll, question I'll, to you. I'll, on that, we did these shows at the, in the summer when the free agency stuff was happening. And Paul George committed to staying OKC. We thought the guy had lost his mind. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he that, made a good decision. That move has worked Would out. he rather be in LeBron James' shadow in the, with the Lakers? Or, or but, but, but nobody expected Russ to behave this way. No. Nobody. And, and the Oklahoma City right now is in third. So they're not going to catch Golden State of Denver probably, but they're 38 and 21. They're safely in third, and they could beat Denver in round two. And Paul George, I guess my question is, can he pass Giannis and Harden? Because he's he's definitely number three, agree? Yeah. Right now he's third? Yeah. So People seem to think that Giannis is so far ahead that he's uncatchable, even by Harden. I, I, see, I don't think that. I see analysts saying that it's Giannis to lose. Vegas has Harden as the favorite right now. Uh, okay. So, so I wanted to bring this up because Harden... There's a lot of pushback, a lot of blowback of Harden's 30 points. It's classic media, right? The first 20 games, everyone loves it. Everyone's into it. Right. And then all of a sudden, there's like a little bit of a pushback. Kobe starts saying it's not the right way to play. <laughs> Kobe! Kobe's telling me it's not the right way to play. Kobe finished his entire career playing that way. I can't believe Kobe's opening his mouth. And even Harden himself. Stan, listen. Kobe Bryant is terrible. <laughs> He's a knucklehead. He's a knucklehead. Even James Harden himself is now saying that he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna tone it down a little bit and not get to 37 the games. I think... James Harden is going to lose the MVP for himself if he doesn't do this. If James Harden doesn't finish the year averaging like some crazy absurd 37 or 38 point game, he's going to lose the MVP to Giannis. So I don't know. What do you think? Who should win the MVP? I mean, this is going to sound crazy to you. I, I have not watched a lot of Giannis games, although Bucks, I know what he's doing. Bucks are 45 and 14. Right. Which is, which is insane. And I've watched Harden a lot. Right, and I obviously have you're not a Harden guy. I'm not a Harden guy, right? But you admire what he's doing. I'm a huge Paul George guy because I know what Paul George brings defensively. I know that Harden is a zero defensively, a zero. Uh, it's gotten better. Okay, but it's he's better. he's not Paul George. Paul George's defensive no. player of the year type Agreed. of stuff. Agreed, but how can you make the argument? See, to me, you can either make the argument for Harden or you can make the argument for, argument for Giannis over Paul George. You can't make the argument for Paul George over Giannis because Giannis is the best player on the best team in the league right now. So it's yeah. either him yeah. or it's Harden, who's basically a one-man show Superman on yeah. the other side. So personally, I hope Giannis wins it because it's better for the NBA to like, get back-to-back MVPs. But I don't know, I don't know who's going to win. What's your prediction? I think Giannis is going to win it. I think the Bucs are, are going for 65 it wins. It seems like it's been his to lose for a while now. That's See, what it seems. Milwaukee, to me, Milwaukee is not going to win in the playoffs if they're not number one. Like, they're not going to win it in the playoffs if they're in Toronto. But the MVP voting is before the playoffs. No, but the regular season ends. If they're the number one seed winning 65 games, he has right. a real chance. It's like, why is Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard doesn't play enough. He's, he's, not, in, he's, he's not in the conversation. He's not in the conversation. He, right, sits, so that, he sits out every other game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's a God forbid he should play back-to-back nights. Yeah. You want to you you rant on the Celtics for a little bit? Well, should, I want to talk about segue to that. Top of the East, because I think it's a three-team race now. Yeah. I think we're done. Celtics are out. They're out. They lost right. to the Bulls last night, man. Yeah. Well, I turn on my phone, check the score, and the Celtics are losing to the Bulls 82-58 to in the yeah. third quarter. They beat the Bulls by 60 two months ago, and they were losing by 24 on the road. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm finished. You're The season's over. You're out. It's a three-man race in the Eastern Conference, and I honestly, I will drive Kyrie Irving to the bus station if he wants to go. At this oh point. boy, how I cannot 
stand the guy anymore. I think. He never shuts up. Yeah, he's leaving anyway. He never shuts up. Yeah, he is leaving. He'll take an Uber, but if you, you give him I'll a I'll drive him to Madison Square Garden. He'll yeah. play with the Knicks and yeah. he's miserable there because he can't be happy in Boston with seven other good players, three other All-Stars. He's very unhappy. It's been such a trying season for my boy Kyrie because it's so hard to play with Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward and Al Horford. Guys who are unselfish and are willing to defer to you, but God forbid you can't leave Jason Tatum and, 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 and Jalen Brown. Because young guys like that, young bloods like Jalen Brown don't know what it means to be to be led by a, by a veteran. Shut your freaking mouth and play basketball. Shut I up. I am so finished with Kyrie Irving. Shut up and dribble, right? What has he ever done? What has he I done? What has Kyrie Irving done? It's remarkable. The Pacers have hung in at the three seed. The Celtics are the five seed. Like they don't even have home they're court. They're going to lose in the first round. They don't even have home court. If Indiana can hold on to the three seed, Mitch, yeah, I don't they're know how. Philly in round one. They're going to lose to Philly in round one. I don't know how. Let's let's hear Kyrie run his mouth a little bit. I can't listen to this. I'm, I'm muting my head. I'm closing my ears. So Kyrie just getting just getting completely offensive oh. with the reporters for no reason because somebody videotaped him and Kevin Durant having a conversation where Kyrie's clearly saying something to the fact they have two max slots. He's doing it in a public place which he knows people are going to see. He's crying out for attention. He gets the attention. The reporters ask him about it and he's going after them to bite their heads off. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant belong together. Oh, they, they are a match. You know what? Heaven. You're right. They complain about the media more than anybody. You're They're right. so mistreated by the media. They're so damn so hard for them to manage <clears throat> being an NBA superstar. Meanwhile, Kevin Durant did not say anything about his contract this summer. He let himself be a free agent. He signed a, a two-year deal instead of a five-year deal because for this exact reason, he wants the media buzz. He wants New York City to be interested in him. And then he's going to complain when people ask him every two days, where are you going this summer? Kyrie Lee is the exact same way. Dude, you, could, you, you, said, you, you stood up in October and you said, I'm staying. If you would have kept saying that, nobody would have bothered you about Kevin Durant this summer. But, but then what you said, leave me alone. And I'm until July. I'm having a tough season. I can't leave it. He's the worst leader in the history of the league. And he has a history of telling Cleveland he was going to stay and then leaving the them. Drink. Yeah. So you did it to yourself. And then you complain about the media. I, I really hope him and Kyrie, him and Durant go together to the Knicks. And the Knicks fans will hate them for five years. No. Oh. Stand it. You and I can pot every week just hating on the it Knicks. It is so annoying. The guy, shut up. You lost to the Bulls by 25. I think you would see, by the way, that if Kyrie would leave, if this ends up a disaster as it looks like it will for the Celtics, Celtics will be better next year. Well, that's the thing. This is the problem. The Jason pro- Tatum will step up. The problem is, can we still get Davis with that, if we don't get Kyrie? Well, if you lose Kyrie, you don't want to trade Tatum. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. if you lose Kyrie, who's... I mean, if you could still... As annoying as he is, he's our best guy. You could still trade Jalen Brown a draft pick, and then you'd have... Horford, Hayward, Davis, and, and Tatum. Tatum. I don't know if Tatum's going to stay. Who says Davis is going to stay with that guy? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. This, this, this is the end. Like, this is Danny Ainge. He's going to do something here. I, I'm miserable. I'm absolutely miserable. This team was supposed to win 63 games. They're not going to win 50. I, I don't know what to do anymore. The play on the court is, is it's, unwatchable. It's unwatchable. And yeah. they hate each other. They're not happy. And it's, yeah. it's been since day one. So the question is... The, the, the bottom of the East because the, the top of the East they think it's locked in Milwaukee and Toronto are going are gonna to race to the top whoever wins the conference Milwaukee's whoever Mil- wins the conference is probably going to make it to the finals Mil- I don't know for Milwaukee's sure Milwaukee's this year Toronto of years past Milwaukee's not going anywhere in the playoffs you don't believe no they're not they're just not 
I mean, even with the addition that they made, they're ter- they're tremendous. They're excellent on offense. Middleton was an all star. No, they're great. And Giannis and Brook Lopez is playing very well, yeah. my boy. They're a good team. But they're not they're not beating. They'll win a first round series. They're, they're not going to win a second round they, series. You don't think they can beat Philly? No, they're not going to. They're just not. I don't believe in Philly at all. Yeah, I don't either. But I, I think, think they're going to be Milwaukee. Yeah, Philly. Celtics and Philly, two teams playing each other, they hate, hate their own teammates. Ben Simmons seems to be broken in this NBA, so I, I don't know. But I, I do think that I would put, if I were a betting man, I would bet Philly versus Milwaukee. I would pick Philly. And you Toronto? I would pick Toronto. Over Milwaukee? Yeah. Absolutely. So you don't believe? No. I believe that Philly and Toronto should be the last two standing okay. here. I don't know. I don't know. The West. Indiana can't, and, 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 and uh, Boston is whatever. Well, it's, so is in trouble. Yeah, so... When you talk about one other important topic, right now, the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James' team, is 10th in the Western Conference. Oh, they're terrible. There are 24 games left. Last night, they lost to the Pelicans without Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Andrew are, Holiday, I think. They are, <laughs> LeBron James complained about his teammates having no heart. Again, another guy oh. who ripped his teammates' hearts out by, by basically demanding they all get traded and then complained about them. They are right now a solid... Three and a half games behind the Clippers for the eighth, spe- eighth spot, Mitch. It's embarrassing. They have to jump the Kings to get there. Well, are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? Well, Luke Walton should be fired, okay? And, wow. And Magic Johnson should be fired because whoever concocted no. this team no. for one no. year of, of, of – uh, first of all – Magic Johnson's only job was he, to get LeBron James. Okay, but he sent away D'Angelo Russell and he got Lonzo Ball. I don't think Lonzo Ball is ever going to be anything you do. We don't agree on that, okay? Like and now – the Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, Michael Rondo. Beasley, Rondo. What was the plan here, Phil? What was going on? I don't, I, I don't understand it. Lopez, but but he got he got the big fish. Imagine he had LeBron. He got the big fish. Imagine he had LeBron with Brook Lopez and D'Angelo Russell. He'd actually have a good team. Decent team, yeah. Brandon Ingram has not, has not worked out. You think Luke Walton deserves to be fired? I mean, I don't think he deserves Can to be you fired. Coach him? He doesn't deserve to be fired, but he should be fired because they can't continue on this way. This is a joke. They need a guy. I don't know. You know what's going to happen? Who do they need? They're going to fire him and hire Jason Kidd. No! Yes! That's what's going to happen. It can't be! They're going to fire him this week no. and hire Jason Kidd for the stretch run, and then the Lakers are going to be an absolute embarrassment. No, Jason Kidd is the worst. Jason Kidd is the worst. That's the coach. rumor out there, Mitch. He's the worst coach I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I mean, and I've seen some bad ones. Do you, do, uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Two questions about the Tried Lakers. to spill soda on a player. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> two questions about the Lakers, first of all. Yeah. Question number one, very quick. Does this hurt LeBron's legacy? If he doesn't make the playoffs, he hasn't missed the playoffs since 2004. We're talking mm. about 15 years of playoffs. Right. Does this, does this do anything for you? Not to me, no. The, the conversation of the GOAT does not change. I think I was telling you, I think that if, if, if he spends another three, four more seasons on the Lakers and they never make the playoffs, that will tarnish his legacy. One year of missing the playoffs, let's say next year they become a three seed. Nobody will remember this year. It was a I transitional don't. year. Even, even, though he, even though he blew it up with Rich Paul and tried to get Davis in and got the coach fired and yeah, all this drama. Well, nobody's ever thought of him as a good character guy. You know, he's always been killing coaches and killing organizations. Yes. So you just have no you have no problem with it. I, I I mean like I'm more resigned to the fact that he is who he is and we knew uh, in, the, in the words of the you know the memorial words of Denny Green, he is who we thought he was. You know, we let him off the hook. I, I get it, but he's not exactly it's not a gauntlet west like he used to be. We're talking about San Antonio and the Clippers, 33 and 27. Oh, this team is a bad team. They're not, they're not great teams in the bottom of the Western Conference playoffs. First of all, he missed a lot of time with an injury. And second of all, this team is horribly constructed. I don't know. I guess he's the GM. He, missed, that, 20, he missed twenty games. That's a big deal. That's, that's a lot. They could have gone thirteen and seven in those games, right? And they were they were horrible. They, they were terrible. Games. Second question: 
Is the playoffs going to be the same, though, without him? Like, I'd rather, personally, okay, 7-8 and eight right now in the West is San Antonio and the Clippers, and 9-10 and 10 is Sacramento and the Lakers. The playoffs would be so much better yeah. if those, sw- those swapped. If San Antonio and, and the Clippers missed the playoffs and the Kings and Lakers got in, the playoffs would be... If, could you... Warriors, Lakers round one? Oh, so that's... would be amazing! That's what I was going to ask you, and somebody... So, I don't want to miss the playoffs. Somebody asked us this question this weekend, and, and I said, are you kidding me? The Warriors would win that series 4-0 by a margin of 40 points a game. That would be embarrassing for LeBron. Yeah. More embarrassing than missing the playoffs? Yeah. In Staples Center, Steph Curry laughing and chewing on his mouth guard, scoring 64 points. That will be embarrassing. I would rather see. LeBron will be sulking in the corner. You know what he'll be doing. He'll be putting the towel over his head, saying he has a headache. (laughs) It'll be embarrassing. I'd rather see them play the Lakers in the playoffs than play the Clippers. I don't want to see the Warriors play the Lakers. It'll be embarrassing. What about Denver? What if they got the seven? Oh, that's interesting. They could be Denver. Yeah, anybody could be Denver. Right, so, yeah. I don't know. Just quickly, I want to recap. The top of the West, Golden State's a game and a half ahead of Denver. I think we've, Golden State's right, right at the ship. OKC, Portland, and Houston are two games By apart. the way, you, before you move on from Golden State, did you see last night this viral clip of, of Draymond Green going down? Yes, Steve Kerr couldn't see it. <laughs> Steve Kerr was... <laughs> It's very strange. Draymond falls down. He's screaming in pain like he just ruptured his Achilles. And he's rolling into Steve Kerr's lap. And Steve Kerr is staring straight. Oh, he was aware of it. Steve Kerr couldn't care less. No, he's like, he happy trails, Draymond. Yes, Kerr was trolling him. Oh, no. I think Kerr was trolling Draymond. I watched some of that game last night. Yeah. They, they lost to the Rockets without Harden. Yeah. The one thing that stood out to me... Did Chris Paul play well? I didn't watch it Yes, but the one thing that stood out to me was Boogie. Boogie looked 100 years old. Oh, really? He could not get off the ground. Because the games I watched a couple weeks ago, Boogie, he looked good. He looked so slow and old. And he couldn't jump over Fareed. He couldn't get anything going. He was very... And they were feeding him the ball way too much. Oh, by the way, Fareed. If there's anything you want to take from that, it's that... And I've been saying this for years on this podcast and off. The NBA is a league of opportunity. If you want to bury some of these guys on the bench, you can do that. But that doesn't mean that if this guy got a chance to play 25 minutes a night, he couldn't put up 18 and 10. On the right team. Yeah. On the Rockets. Jaleel Okafor, with with Davis out, is putting up numbers. Well, that's when he had advanced stats. Because Jaleel Okafor's horrible on defense. That's what they say. He's horrible on this. Fareed Fareed played once every three weeks on the Nets for eight minutes. And in those eight minutes, he had three offensive rebounds and two dunks. Okay, but Fareed... That's what he is. Fareed's been are going to go down though. Once was what's the name coming? Once uh, Capella. Capella comes back, but right? Fareed so, can play, and he was buried on a bench. He was the thirteenth man. He was excellent last night. Yeah, you know what? In the NBA, the fourteenth man still makes three, four million dollars a year, and most of these guys can actually play. Yeah, agreed. If no, they had an opportunity. No Quickly, before we wrap this up, the Magic, your your favorite team. All right, they're one game behind Charlotte for the eighth side. He doesn't listen team. to the pod anyway. We know one so, Magic. Magic going to make the playoffs? I mean, who's I Charlotte mean, and Detroit are right in front of them. I don't. The bottom of the East is so bad. Detroit has so bad. Detroit is depressing to me. It's a good basketball city. They have Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Uh, Reggie Jackson must just be the worst point guard in the NBA. Why is Detroit bad? You you just said it. I guess so, right? Point guard in the NBA. I mean, Blake Drummond. Drummond is good at one thing. He's good at being big. He doesn't shoot at all. Right. He's a limited player. Blake. Blake is good. Yeah. Why are they so bad? They're the 28 East? and 30. They should be better than that. No. They should be better than that. Yeah. 
I want to play this clip. Hold on. Oh, hold on. It's a right. non-segue. I want to play this clip because it's hilarious and some entertainment for the listeners. I play the Diamond Auto Leasing Social Media Moment of the Week. I'm telling you, you just got to listen to Chuck as if he's a late-night talk show host. Listen to this clip with Shaq about this Jussie Smollett scandal. I was going to go with Houston as Ernie goes over there. I, I was going to talk about... <laughs> Ernie, what, yeah, what's the most ridiculous one over there that's still living that you would say has no chance of happening? Um, two, two, two black guys beat the black guy up and have a uh, black guy. That laughing you hear? Ernie from Sesame Street? That's Shaq. Not on here, man. Uh, the Clippers, well, the Clippers will not make the playoffs. And, uh, we're coming I, I think that's probably. I think that's probably. Yeah. You Shaq. Okay. He sounds like Cookie Monster. Playoffs. The Kings will is the latest position. Go ahead, Kenny. I can't Chuck. believe you, Chuck. Here we go, Chuckster. You pay with Chuck. cash or you write him a check, Chuck. <laughs> Never break. Hey, America. America. How? America. Let me just tell you something. What's that? Uh, do not commit crimes with checks. <laughs> Come on, man. You cannot. If you're gonna break the law. Do not write a check. Because you're writing a check, then what? No. Uh, I can't cash. <laughs> Yo, man, you Did cannot you cash up. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, Chuck is, is the best. Jungle. Is Chuck? there anything left? Well, Chuck is a great social commentator. Yeah, Chuck really is. is great. Chuck touches his... You know what's hilarious about this, okay? Listen, you have Chuck, you have Kenny Smith, and you have Shaq. Shaq is dying of laughter, Chuck. Ernie Johnson gets so uncomfortable. DJ one. gets so he's uncomfortable. The conscious in that show. He's, he's like, like, Chuck, come on, man. It's absolutely fantastic. You hear the music playing in the background. Someone said, go to commercial, go to commercial. Yeah, the, the cameraman are laughing. Shaq can't stop laughing. He later comes back, by the way, afterwards and made another three jokes. Shaq almost fell off his chair. And Shaq and Chuck don't even like each other, which is pretty funny. Sometimes they, they, they get into fights they're a big. lot. He closely tells him he never won a championship. Oh, yeah. Chuck can't oh, yeah. do that. I don't Chuck's, know. Chuck's post-career is better than his career. Well, and he had a great career. You know, I've been watching a lot of old NBA recently, and I watched some Chuck, but I got a guy that works with me that is obsessed. He's a fan of the show. He's obsessed with Scottie Pippen. He's constantly sending me Scottie clips, like away from Michael. People, people say that Scottie Pippen is the greatest defender that ever played the game. But his athleticism Defensively. Transfl- translates to today's game. Yes. Scottie exploded to the, to the basketball. The Scottie don't. Scotty was not a three-point shooter. I don't know that he could shoot. Well, he wasn't bad. In today's NBA, I don't know if he'd be able to shoot threes like 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 we expect him to do it as this type of game. So, but defensively, he could guard anybody. He's exactly what you want in the NBA now. So he sent me a clip of the All Star game when Michael retired. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what year MVP, it was. 94. And Scotty was the MVP, right? Ninety four. Scotty in that game was, was and, and what I took from that game was they were competing. Those guys oh. were a large one. Uh, the All-Star so, game was so bad the other last they, the, So bad. The older guys in the league did not like Shaq. Shaq in 94 was, was in his second year, right? He used to get alley-oop dunks and he ran up the court and it was whatever. Olajuwon was guarding Shaq. This is an all-star game. In the first half, he was 0 for 8. They were harassing him. Wow. They did not let Shaq move. They were so up in Shaq's grill. like that now? The, and beat and beat. They were going after him a little Embiid. bit. Embiid. They were going after him they because they tried to block him and they were trying to they were trying to hurt him a little bit. Because Embiid because trolls. Yeah, different. he's talking. Worldwide wob type stuff. You know, last night Ben Simmons missed a free throw and Yusuf Nurkic oh, God, his face. said, No, he goes, 
you know, hell no, yeah. right? And Simmons said to him, you know, you, you know, why are you talking? Yeah, yeah well, you, you shut your mouth. You know, it's getting, it's getting testy. Sophia is very testy. It's getting testy. It's testy. getting chippy. And now Ennis maybe Cantor, next year, maybe next year they'll go after Zion. The All-Star. Zion could be an All Star next year. And now Ennis Canner's on Portland. So Portland, by the way, beat the Nets too. An interesting team. We Portland haven't covered them. No. Damian Lillard, T.J. McCollum. The last year's playoffs. Nurkic made me think that they're fake. Yeah, I got swept out by New Orleans. Cantor can play. That was a good pickup. Playoffs are coming, Mitch. Yes, sir. We're Twenty games away. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm sir. I'm excited. I am too. Unfortunately, my team is not going to be in the finals, which I thought they would be. But let me tell you something. People listening to this pod are a little bit yawning about regular season basketball, whatever. I'm telling you, just wait for it. Wait. Wait to see Philadelphia in the series. Yeah. It's going to be good. Playoffs are going to be very good. It's going to be good. The bottom of the NBA, the, the Bulls have won five in a row. What are the Bulls doing? They're playing very well. Why? Yeah, I don't know. They Why beat, are you winning games? They beat the Celtics. They traded for Otto Porter. They won three in a row. Now they're five games ahead of the Knicks now. Gotta love what the are NBA. they doing? Otto Porter is a good player, apparently. It's the worst organization in the sport. Don't uh, win a game until well, the end of the season. Larry Markkinen. And the Cavs have won three in a row. <laughs> I told you, I I looked at the Cavs roster. There's not an NBA player to be found. The Knicks are now solidly three games behind Cleveland for the worst record in the East. The Knicks are doing it right. The Knicks and Phoenix are abominable. What is Phoenix going to be good? Is it ever going to happen? The Knicks are doing it right, man. It's a two-man race now. Yeah. For Zion, Knicks and Phoenix. Well, they picked up... Who did they pick up? They picked up Oubre. They're so weird. They have Aiton, and they picked up Oubre. I I don't know what they're doing. The Suns have lost 17 in a row. Oh, that's quiet. (laughs) They're doing it. The Knicks recently lost 17 in a row. Yeah. Now the Knicks are... Oh, you know they're they're cool. They've almost won in a row, but the Suns have lost seventeen in a row. They're they're they're, they're not trying for Zion. Yeah. So hopefully Zion will get back to bring it full circle and mm. take us home. So I want to say, like the quality check expert at the Nike plant in Vietnam, the morning after. <laughs> nice. I don't want to be here. TKS Capital.